Hello board game fans. Today I'm very excited to talk strategy in Wizard. So as you know, Wizard has is one of my favorite games and one of my favorite travel games. However, there's a highly strategic component to the game. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Felix Board Game Show, exploring the best tabletop games for any audience. Party games, two-player games, co-op play, and fun competition. Whether you're newly discovering or a seasoned pro ready for advanced strategies on old-school classics, your host, Felix Mutt, has thoughts and picks that are great for anyone looking to play more games. So play along. This is the Felix Board Game Show. So let us talk wizard strategy. I'm super excited about this. And I broke down the segment in two big parts. The first part are considerations, um, what you do, how to bid. So how do you uh, say the number of bids that you, or tricks that you're going to take before the game actually starts? And then two, how do you adjust to situations uh, where maybe your plan hasn't really taken out and what do you do? So let's start with the first one. First one is bidding. So the bidding process is something that many players are really not familiar with if you haven't played a, a game like that. And it's really quite unique for me. This is also the, the game where I learned this mechanic and it is quite interesting. You say, um, starting from the player on the left of the dealer, you say all the number of tricks that you're going to take. And it, the last person can't say the exact number, which is the number of cards. Which So it would add up perfectly. Hence, there's always uh, hands with either players announce too many tricks or too little. So I have some basic rules for announcing tricks or what I think is important. First of all, if you have a magician, you can say safely one trick more. So if you're three magicians, you need to say minimum three tricks. Magicians are the highest, and if you play it correctly, um, usually this rule you should be mostly right. And then if you have uh, jesters, they are very, very strong. The, um, so jesters allow you basically if you have a card, for example, an eight in yellow, and you don't think with eight you're going to get uh, yellow, and you're the last card, and everybody is still low in the yellow, and right now the yellow six would take it, you can play the jester uh, to save you, and then it saves you from taking a trick that you otherwise would have gotten. Um, and if you don't, um, so if you have uh, only medium cards and like two jesters, uh, then you can mostly get away with like announcing zero. Or maybe just one, because you can always play the jester in case something a really low card comes, and they really try to give you that trick. Um, for me, I count the number of trump. So it depends on the stage, right? If um, the first card, uh, like if there's only let's say four players and everybody has five cards, if I have three tricks, I'm probably gonna say two. Uh, because I assume one I don't get because there's always a sorcerer or something else. But I probably should say two. Okay, it depends. If I have three, if I'm the one starting, 
chains and I'm have the one, the five, and the ten. I can, for example, play the trump five and I'm pretty sure I don't get it. So in that case, I can say only one, even though I have three trump. But it can also turn out really badly for you that you announce one and then uh, at the end, no one has trump and you're just gonna get end up getting the five. And then for I, um, so for me, the high trumps count everything above nine, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. I usually count one trick more. And then for every two cards, 11, 12, 13 of another card, I say one trick more because you're sure you're not getting all of them, especially if you start a 13 in the first card. It's guaranteed that somebody's uh, putting a trump or sorcerer on it unless uh, everybody really has that color and some rounds have passed. But it's very, very sure that you're going to lose the card if you want uh, to lose it. So that is definitely something to note. But for me, I check, okay, what are the high trumps? Nine or higher than 13? Nine to 13, high trump. I, I add one. Sorcerer, I add one on every two cards, 11 to 13, I take one. This is for larger hands, especially if you have like 15 cards, 20 cards, 12 cards. Um, this is how, how you calculate it. But if you're more desperate, if you're behind by 20, 30 points, of the game leader and the game leader announced uh, four, then I would be more aggressive and I would try to go for six or seven uh, to you know win the game. Or, or I would just try to make sure that the uh, leader would not win his round and would try to ruin his game. And this is how I uh, think about it. There are also uh, some special situations. So if you have a lot of trump, like five or six trump, in 10 cards, you should say more. If you have a high trump with a, another car, a color where you have lots of them, like 13, you have the 12, you have the 11, you have the 10 from the upper hand, and you have a lot of trump, then you might also say more. Um, there's also one rule where in the last round, if all the cards are distributed, you there's no, the only trumps are um, magicians. So here, the uh, 11, 12, 13 are even stronger. So they are probably, uh, I would say, 10 to 13. Uh, I would count one trick more for every second one. Again, because you're never sure whether you're going to get them. Unless you have all the sorcerers. If you have three sorcerers and you have 13, 12, 11, 10, whatever, uh, or 9, who's going to take it? There's one sorcerer and you're going to get all the other cards. So you might as well say a lot of tricks. Yeah, so um, this is my thoughts on how to announce strategy. Um, for me, if we are, for example, five or six players, you can safely say zero for the first five, six, seven, eight rounds even. You can still say zero. If you have really bad cards or a jester, then you usually get away with this. Six people, somebody goes over it. But if you have, of course, too many, especially if you don't have a trump, then uh, this is a very safe bet or just a very low one. Uh, one. Uh, so you can get away with more players much more longer to see zero um, than other games. And then now uh, let's talk about adjusting your game. So why would you want to adjust the game? For example, if at the beginning you announced three, you're confident you're going to get three. And then um, there's 10 cards. 
four players and suddenly all the other people also announce three tricks. So everybody wants three. That means there's people announce 12, there's only 10. So you can assume the remaining cards out are probably relatively low cards. Everybody has high cards and everybody wants them. So in this case, if you are not sure to get it, you might as well also, for example, if you have a 11 or a 12 and a low card, in the first round, you might play, for example, the low card if somebody starts at color, just to save your 12 and then somebody else let them take the 13. But, but that I would only play if somebody, you know, starts with a 10. If you're in second position, this is a tough call. You can go for it, but you should probably expect that the 13 is out there and will take it. If you go low and then the third one decides to go also low, then the last one might have just gotten it with an 8 and then played the 13. So you might get two tricks very cheaply, but uh, yeah, it's something you can't really control. Um, also, if you um, want to be sure that you get the uh, most benefit out of the sorcerers, if you play them at the beginning, it essentially gives uh, people or other players a chance to adjust, adjust their hand. So if I see sorcerer and I want, I have already all my tricks, I will probably throw my highest card, my most dangerous card. Uh, which I could still get a trick. Uh, same for the opposite. If I have a, uh, if I still definitely need a trick, then I just throw a low card. I don't care. But it's mostly beneficial for those who don't want a trick anymore, uh, and they can get rid of their high cards. So if you, um, especially if people announce too few tricks, then you shouldn't play the sorcerer at the beginning because they other people are gonna get rid of their high cards, and you might get stuck and get more tricks. And getting stuck with more tricks, that's also uh, a common reason, you know, why some play uh, players lose a game. is because they got their number of tricks and then they have two cards left, but no one has a color anymore. Or no one has a trump anymore. No one has whatever anymore. And when they play it, everybody else throws higher cards or same or low cards of other colors. And then you're just stuck in getting it. So that's also dangerous to be in. Well, if you just gamble with your wizard and wait till the very, very last round, remember the first wizard wins it. So if there has not been all, if you haven't seen the other three wizards being played yet, then that's potentially very risky and sets you up for um, a bad game because somebody might play the sorcerer and your sorcerer goes on empty-handed. And usually that's also the only place where you can hide a sorcerer so you usually you hide a sorcerer or you play it so you don't get you don't assuming a situation where you don't want a trick you can wait for your sorcerer either for another player to play sorcerer before you or you just wait for the very very last trick and hope that somebody still has a sorcerer and this way you can um, not get the trick and still uh, realize your bet then there's also another uh, part of the strategy is if you're already wrong, you should probably try to ruin some other's game as well. Because when, there, for example, other player announced three tricks, you get 50 points or plus 50 points if he wins. If you take one trick of him and you, you get minus 10, that player then lose out on 50 points and get also minus 10. So for him, he lose 60 points and you lose only 10. Especially in a three or four person game definitely makes a lot of sense with five or six maybe a little less 
<coughs> because people just tend to be a bit more <coughs> egoistic. But um, you need to um, keep adjusting your game. So, for example, if you announced four and you suddenly um, get an eight in the color and you didn't count, and so you have much stronger cards, you still have two trumps and a, a sorcerer, and, and you already got two tricks, then you need to try to get rid of uh, one of these three cards so you don't get it. For example, if somebody starts and plays a high trump, then you're just going to throw in your high trump and you're good. Your second highest. not uh, So that is definitely something to take into account and you need to adjust, especially over these longer games where you have like 15 cards or 12 cards. Um, you need to adjust and uh, just try to give yourself a chance to win your game because that's essentially what it is. Of course, you're going to lose some rounds gonna win some rounds um that's totally normal um however uh i have one other tip to give you so when somebody plays a gesture relatively early in the game let's say then usually you can get some information uh, because that player is trying not to play a card uh, for example if somebody plays trump and somebody throws a gesture maybe he's trying to protect his trump with whom they want to make a, a trick. So if somebody, um, if you have a lot of Trump and you really want them, uh, that you want that other players play their Trump, then usually you should start your game by, if you're the starting player, by playing a Trump. Play a low Trump and see what happens. Everybody either has to throw away a Jester, has to play a Sorcerer, or has to give you uh, one of that trump. And if, for example, if you have five out of ten cards, you have five trump, um, and there are six people, so this is the last round, you have five trump, there's 13. So if you play, then you get five trump, or you expect to get five trump. And if all players just play trump, and you too, then you have four, and all the others um, player just have three left. This won't happen. Usually, one of them will play a jester, one of them sorcerer. Then it's four left. So if all the other five players have four trump left, and you have four, then you're in a very, very strong position with your trump. And suddenly, your trump are more valuable, and that allows you also to then uh, get more tricks on your high thirteen, on your twelves, because there's just less trump out there. So that's a very strong strategy if you have a lot of trump. Usually, you should play trump because. If the other players have one or two strong ones, doesn't matter. They they'll play it. They'll be gone. The the twelve, the thirteen, the eleven, whatever. They they might make a trick, but all the others won't. And especially if you have a lot of trump and you have the thirteen, that's very strong. And then you just start start by playing the trump thirteen. Probably somebody's gonna play a sorcerer, but you'll still get all of these trump, uh, which is very strong. Uh, and if no one plays a sorcerer, then you might even uh, actually get this uh, get to play another trump and really make them lose their trump. So that is uh, definitely very interesting. And uh, consider also one um, particular situation. That is, if you have um, if you're a starting player and you have two or more sorcerers, and you have a lot of cards in one color. Uh, with a 13 and 12, for example, then I would say you can really go very high on the um, 
uh, yeah, on the tricks that you can announce because you you start by playing a high 13, everybody has to play the card. Maybe somebody plays a, a sorcerer. Then they play another color. You play sorcerer. You can play your color again. And there's nothing they can do. They can also, they could, if they, there's two sorcerer out and they play in the sorcerer. And you, you with your second sorcery take it back and you keep playing that color all uh, round long and you might really get away with having uh, getting a lot of tricks, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a lot, a lot of tricks uh, that you can get even in a four or five player game because there's nothing really that uh, other people can do if you're in this particular uh, situation so in germany we have a game that's called scott and that's just uh, a similar game uh with it well, with 32 cards where you also um you play one versus two players and in that game i find it similar because if you have all the trump it's also a game with trumps and four a trick taking game with trump and uh four uh, different colors so if you have the, the highest trump and you have a lot of them, you just want to play the highest trump and get make that other people lose it. So that is uh, definitely a strong strategy to consider. And I really, really like this uh, game. It really depends also on who you're playing with. And I know that some of uh, uh, my, my friends and my family, they, they play more conservative, so they uh, don't... Um, they usually tend to underestimate how many tricks they can get, uh, while uh, other of my friends or uh, family, they really are very optimistic and might announce three or four tricks, uh, even if they only have two trump and uh, 13 and a 12, and they might announce four. Um, and while others, they might just announce one with the exactly same uh, cards. So here's just a huge range you need to know or... Uh, try to understand uh, the betting behavior of your uh, friends or family with whom you're playing. So that's definitely a very important part of this uh, game. And also uh, just try to fulfill your game. At the beginning, it doesn't matter. The first few games, you just focus on yourself. At the end, I would try to take into consideration to bringing down the chip leader. At the beginning, you really just try to focus on yourself, get yourself rolling and... Uh, try to really succeed in what you're saying because you don't know who will be the chip leader in like five, six, seven rounds. Uh, even somebody who has gone everything right the first six, seven rounds, they might be wrong three times in a row and suddenly they are in, at fourth place. So you should focus on yourself if you want to win, but it's a really fun game. Uh, just uh, consider also that people in general, if for their sorcerers, for some reason, they really like to get over high cards. No one just likes to play the sorcerer if there's a one, a three, and a five. People usually don't play the sorcerer. And if they play the sorcerer, then it tells you something. Either they uh, don't have a trump, they don't want to play their trump, they just prefer to get rid of their sorcerer because they think maybe the trump I can get rid of it. So they might have very good cards. Or they just might have a lot of sorcerers. So that's also telling something. If you're like, oh, why did the person in the first round uh, play the jester? Well, maybe you should replay the same color because he obviously didn't want to play a card in that color. And he didn't want to throw one of his bad cards away. So 
that is also definitely telling you something. So if an opponent does something weird or crazy, then definitely uh, take that into account. Also with the betting, if somebody says seven tricks, um, then maybe you might uh, be more conservative and be like, okay, he probably has very, very strong cards in his hand. And yeah, uh, that is definitely something to take into account. Well, I hope, I really hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. And I'm very much looking forward to the next ones. See you very soon. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. This has been the Felix Board Game Show. Just like the games in today's show, this podcast is more fun when your friends play too. Tell a friend about the show and subscribe now so you're the first to hear new episodes packed with fun new games and fun and unique strategies you can't believe you hadn't thought of before on the Felix Board Game Show. 